Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 24-year-old from Concordon, Ontario, Canada, a staple of the Concordon Canucks, a legend and former captain of the Guelph Storm, where he was an OHL champion, a two-time OHL Humanitarian of the Year, and a one-time CHL Humanitarian of the Year. During that time, he made Team Ontario in under 17 and played two times for the OHL All-Stars in the Junior Super Series. And currently with the Acadia University Axemen, he has already been named to the All-Rookie Team. He played for Team Canada in the Universiade and was a bronze medalist and was a second-team All-Star and has recently been named a Hockey Canada champion and is the founder, creator, whatever you want to call it, of McFadden's Movement. Welcome to the podcast, Garrett McFadden. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So you just uh, had a cool down in a shower. You just played a hockey match. Yeah, yeah, nice uh, Wednesday game in Sizzler. It's I don't know. It's been a we started a couple weeks late, so I don't know. They're trying to catch up before exam season starts, so they got us playing last four Wednesdays in a row. So it's a bit different. I don't know. I don't know how they thought it might help us with, with all the schooling and stuff like that going on. I mean, is school it's not busy? all that bad, but uh i mean for me not really like i finished my degree early last year so i'm kind of in victory lap mode right now more so here for the hockey part but <laughs> i would um, think so i mean it, yeah yeah if, if i was you know in the same position i was last year when i was kind of my last last year of my degree that uh, it's i mean it's not the easiest thing to manage but um you know we're at a small school and uh that always helps when you kind of get to know a lot of your, your classmates and obviously the boys help each other out from time to time and um they they treat us pretty good here at acadia so, we so do where, right. where is acadia hard, i mean at the end of the day uh it's in wolfville nova scotia so we're about an hour yeah an hour um west of halifax so just kind of like directly across the province and they have donairs so there good, it's a yeah oh yeah they have donairs it's uh it's your standard maritime small town and it's i don't know i think the population's around six or eight thousand and then you just stick a university in there so i don't know i always think of it like imagine concordant and then you just put like four thousand students that love to party and <laughs> that sounds do all right. that stuff in the how's middle your of hockey team you know the mayhem uh we're all right we're we're off to kind of a bit of a slow start this year but um we're hosting nationals so it's kind of the we have a, a ticket to the big dance, so obviously we want to play our way there. But um, yeah, I don't know. We're we're young. There's a lot of a lot of changeover, so it's been kind of a bit be of a, different bit of a struggle COVID, on the right? get go. But you guys missed like a whole season, right? 
Yeah, yeah, we missed the whole season. We actually um, like got to play two exhibition games, whatever, whatever that was last year. Yeah, um, and that's it. Eh? Yeah, that was it. So it's so it's if you already have your degree, why are you still playing there? Why aren't you playing pro? Because you're good enough. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I thought it kind of would be better just with the year off, um, just to go back to school and we're hosting, and then um, I'm obviously the captain this way. year, so. Yeah, yeah, just kind of stir things up and then hopefully at the end of the year have a chance to like finish the year pro. So it was kind of a, a tough decision, but, um, you know, one that I guess, I don't know, you kind of have to live with it and hope that it's the right one, right? Yeah, well, yeah, man. Um, it looks like you're doing well. You got over a point a game and you're a D-man. So, um, yeah, you're still doing your thing. I've So we, <laughs> I usually get into how we know each other, okay? So we skated together. You probably... I don't know if you'd remember this or not. I I was still playing pro at this time when I first moved to Concord in the summer. I think you were still playing for the Guelph Storm. You yeah, skated I remember, once I in Concord. <laughs> that's when I first saw you and Mersey skate. And I was like, huh, yeah. didn't know they had players like that around here. <laughs> um, That's when I met you. Didn't really talk to you, I don't think. Yeah, that's all right. It was kind of, yeah, I remember. I, I remember those skates back in, in Kinkard. Yeah, Mirzy. Good times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's brutal at chirping people in the room, isn't he? He'd always try to chirp uh, he's me with a, the He's just the best guy. I know. Yeah, I see him around the golf course all the time in the summer and just kind of give it to him. It's pretty funny. I just love making him smile. He just kind of laughs at you and just shakes oh, it yeah. off, you know? Yeah. Say anything to him and he'll he'll greet it with a smile. So. Oh, he's a good, great dude. Um, <clears throat> So then... I guess then I moved to Concordon, okay? So um, then I, I actually retire from hockey, and I don't really know you at all. And um, I start with the company I'm with now, Superheat, and I'm in uh, Burlington, Ontario, working as a field technician uh, under Jeff Elkenbrack. And he says, <laughs> do you want to come watch this kid from Concordon uh, play hockey tonight? Like, I, I think he trained you at the time and yeah. um, knew the family. So I tag along with them and i uh watch the game with your parents and dino <laughs> so dino if you don't know was the guy that in between hockey and uh, my career now threw me a bone and um you know i was his head painter you know that summer and i <laughs> worked some carpentry <laughs> He's a, he's a legend. He always used to tell us back in the day that he invented the saucer pass. I mean, I could go on all day. I thought he taught you the saucer pass. That's what he told well, me. That's the only reason you yeah, know he, it. He, he definitely did with that Lindstrom curve that he used to use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was still saucing it at old timers at like 60 yeah. something years old now. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, got a, it too. He's, a, he's a legend for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah, that's a, when I met your parents. They're great folks. How are they doing? Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, my dad's uh, obviously used to be an undertaker, and he was then the, the head painter too for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he was painting a bit for Dino. And every time you're in transition, kinda... you go to Dino to be the head painter. <laughs> yeah, he uh, <laughs> he definitely keeps you guys busy. I mean, my dad used to tell me about you know they'd take their lunch breaks and they'd go watch my game from the other night and break it all down and then they'd be calling me on their lunch break it's like you know i'd be in high school or whatever i can't even remember how old i was at the time that that was going on but yeah me and dean think that you need to do more of this it's like oh yeah you guys <laughs> you guys aren't getting much painting done today obviously but yeah it was uh 
yeah, parents are good. My uh, my dad's take for the appliance uh, store downtown. He's loving it and working away down there. And then, yeah, my mom is just uh, hanging in there. She works down at, at Lake New Dental. So they're, they're yeah, quite the pair. I, I know they're missing missing the storm games and being able to see me play when I'm out here, but they go down and watch Bryce play for the Bulldogs. So well, I was just going <laughs> to say that's uh, the last time I saw your old man was uh, he served me a beer at the Bulldogs game when I took my son's <laughs> team to be the flag bearers there small world yeah, eh? yeah they keep busy yeah it's nice that they're still getting down to the rink and obviously with Bryce still playing I mean it's uh it's good for them to I know my dad loves being at the rink my mom too they're both uh huge hockey people so I'm sure they they love their time and love you know my dad can can you know shoot it with anyone so oh, yeah he's a yeah he, I know yeah. he loves it loves to talk to anyone about hockey so <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I watched that game and that's like when I saw you play for the first time and like you were playing it for the OHL all-stars against like Russia. So like, yeah, you gotta be a pretty big prospect playing in that game usually. Right. Yeah, it was obviously, uh, I was pretty lucky to get selected and just kind of be on the radar for the world junior team. Obviously <laughs> didn't work out that way. And, um, but yeah, no, pretty cool experience. Got to play with some, you know, future NHLers and, Obviously, you know, that, that I didn't fall under that category, not yet, but um, yeah, I got to play with some, some pretty unreal players. And obviously anytime you're playing the Russians, it's, uh, it's all hands on deck. So, well, you um, fit right yeah, in enjoy with it, I guess. those guys. Yeah. 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 I mean, it felt good. I remember thinking back to, I mean, I played in it twice. The first time was in Olin Sound. So it was pretty cool to be, um, to be close to home and, and, and playing in that. Obviously I had a lot of family at the game and then, when we played in Hamilton, I'm assuming that's probably the one that you were at when we were in Hamilton. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we played pretty good. And I remember having uh, Giovanni Smith there as my, one of my teammates that was on the team too. And um, yeah, it was nice to, nice to get out there and, and test yourself against the best in the world. That's for sure. Yeah. I never really got an opportunity to do that. That was pretty cool when I saw that. It was weird for me though. Cause I was, you know, in the transition period, just starting out. And um, then I go to that game and like, the scouts in the stands when I looked around I like knew a bunch of guys and I was running into my buddies and I was like hey and they're like what are you doing now and I'm like yeah you know just out of the game you know oh <laughs> uh, yeah you're scouting for that cool <laughs> yeah yeah I'm just here uh, with my buddy <laughs> yeah it was uh fun. it was an interesting time um but moving on um the other way I know you then is your brother Bryce just joined my pickleball league this summer <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure did he's you know played, that he he's played quite a couple times. I, I i knew there was rumors i know uh i know skinny was out there Ethan skinner and he tried to get me to come out a couple of times but i was always working or out of town but sure you were. i'm sure bryce once you try bryce you can can't stop buddy. the best yeah yeah that's what that's that's the rumors i've heard so <laughs> yeah, bryce is uh very aggressive really attacks the net with the long arms and he's just yeah. like right outside the kitchen just smashing balls yeah yeah he's a lanky bugger i wish i got some of that length but hey can't get yeah. it all and he all he also was uh my son's hockey instructor this summer in some hockey schools so it's a small yeah. world you know yeah, I guess that Bryce would have a few tips for him. I don't know. I wouldn't really listen to much that he said, but uh, I'd watched him play. He got a little grit in his game. I guess they were losing. Yeah, he, does. he started throwing some yeah, big body checks, but they were losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, he's got a, he's got a short fuse. That's for sure. It used to used to be pretty easy to get him going when we were playing many sticks or anything like that down in the basement. So, well, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I got the Concordian Canucks heading to a hockey tournament, and uh, Colby was picking out his mini stick already today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got kicked out of a few hotels back in my day. We used to go. I remember every year we when we were going to Michigan to the <clears throat> international silver stick a couple times. We gotten a few feuds with some security guards and. I don't know. Uh, there was definitely some tears, tears back then in novice thinking back to the big scary security guard telling us not to play hockey in the hallways. But or thinking you're, you're getting your family kicked out of the hotel. I've been there. Yeah. Farm yeah. girl, blueberry wheat, Bayfield Brewing Company. And by the way, big news today, uh, Bayfield Brewing Company, the gal that set all this up, Ash, um, her husband was buddies with Welsh, who was one of the episodes and she set all this up and, um, well, she's no longer going to be working at the Bayfield Brewing Company. Uh, my contact with my sponsor. So we're in a transition period. Hopefully we can hang on to this because it's been a blast spot getting sponsored by you guys. Your beers are great and, uh, love going over there to pick up free beers and have a nice meal. Um, so, uh, but this Ash girl, whatever she does, is she's going to do great at it. Because uh, when I saw her run the restaurant, when we'd show up, she uh, she ran a tight ship. And, uh, yeah, um, thank you for helping me get this, my thing started and uh, sponsoring the podcast. So good luck, Ash, right? <laughs> Doesn't sound you got, like you got much leverage there. Well, well, you know, they've given me quite a few beers over the, <laughs> the year. <laughs> but uh anyways yeah they lost a good person she she you know she saw the vision i had by shed here <laughs> um okay anyways how else do we know each other i don't think i got anything else yet so i think we got to talk about um how i reached out to you i was packing for the dump and i always was going to reach out to you i just never knew when um but then i was packing for the dump last weekend and the concarded newspaper was there and on the front paper was you um getting a jersey and it says hockey canada champion so what exactly is a hockey canada champion well they told me it's someone who's uh like making a difference in their in their community and um obviously i don't know i <laughs> i guess i tried to do that um you know from time to time so I don't know. I'm sure they could have found From time to time. What well, can we talk about your, uh, the McFadden's movement? Cause I have sure. to talk about my exciting news now too. So let, let's talk about what you've started here. Yeah. Yeah. So I started, uh, in my fourth year in Guelph, um, with the storm, I started a non-for-profit, um, that raises money for kind of like mental health and mental health awareness. So we donate, um, most of our money, usually it's a 50-50 split between West for Youth online out of Walkerton uh, and then CMHA Waterloo Wellington. So <clears throat> I was uh, connected with, uh, with Wes Cameron. He's a family friend and a good friend of my, um, my older sister, Madison. Um, and he died by suicide um, back when I was in grade nine. It's kind of something I kept with me and um, just was aware of what mental health was and kind of the seriousness around it from sort of a young age and then had a platform to, um, you know, raise some money and awareness for something I cared about. And that's kind of where McFadden's movement came from. So started out with me just telling my story about my time in the OHL and how, you know, it isn't all 
you know, rainbows and butter and easy and what, you know, the kids see on a Friday night at seven 30 at the Sleeman center. It's, it's a lot harder than that. And you kind of go through ups and downs and struggles and all that stuff. And just kind of, you know, tell the kids about struggling and how to deal with it and all that stuff. And then um, from there, we've kind of just branched out and, you know, done some fundraising and put on some events. We did a three ball hockey tournaments. And then since COVID happened, we um, haven't, haven't been able to do one since then. We're hoping for next summer and then, um we've done a few you know other other tidbit events i guess kind of 50 50s and and uh you know put on a concert and stuff like that and then last summer we did a big golf tournament raised like just over eighteen thousand at cutting fields in guelph so had a bunch of uh bunch of my old teams and you know some current nhlers and stuff like that out and sort of did it celebrity style and it was it's a pretty awesome day and then I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been to Cotton, but it's uh, it's pretty pretty elite club, course. Yeah. I've never yeah. been there. Just heard yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So private course, straight uh, right on on the U of G campus. So I know the boys are happy to to a, a nice little track like that, and obviously to raise some money and stuff like that. It was uh, it was also nice. So yeah, it's kind of I don't know. That's what we've been up to. So yeah. well, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, the mental health thing. It's weird. I mean there's that time, right. When you're a hockey player and like every day is not great. Um, and it's not like there's lots of times, you know? Um, but then there's, when you get out of the game, hard time too, man, the longer you go, um, you know, it kind of is the harder it probably is for people to get out. And, uh, I know there's a lot of guys that struggle, especially when you start talking to them in your shed <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I was one of those guys too, that struggled after. Right. So yeah, the mental health thing is what a, it's tough. Um, so anyways, I got like a platform now. Right. So I got my shed here in Concordia. Um, So my plan here is uh, I guess it was like the last Jersey I wore in pro Cardiff devils, 2015, 16, when I hurt my knee, um, they gave me an extra Jersey when they sent me over for Wally night. So I got one to spare. So I'm going to donate this Jersey, um, raffle it off on my website. And then, uh, I've been trying to figure out, you know, how I can make a few bucks to get this podcast bigger and buy shirts and hats and stuff, but also help the hockey community. Um, I don't want to go get big sponsors that tell me what to say and what to do and what I can't do. I want to keep this real. I want to say what I want. Um, so I kind of want to make a little bit of money for all the time. Cause I've probably put in about a few thousand hours this year. <laughs> um, but I also want to help the hockey community. So um, what I'm going to do is raffle that Jersey off on my website, aleshockeytails.com. And um, the money raised um, 50% is going to go to your uh, McFadden's movement there, Garrett. So awesome. Yeah. I appreciate hopefully that. people will buy some tickets. Um, the draw date is going to be December 18th and uh, there's all, there's limited amount of tickets. So um, I can promote it for the next few podcasts. And then if other people want to donate stuff for me to raffle off, um, then I'll continue doing that. And uh, we, you know, guys can pick the charities and uh, we'll just keep it rolling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And obviously appreciate 
the support. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to blow it up on our Instagram and all that stuff and well get the word out get, about the, the Wally jersey. It, <laughs> the way I look at it is, if I wouldn't have started doing this in my shed, it wouldn't be the opportunity. I wouldn't have the chance to do this and help. So I've been wrestling with how to, I guess, get compensated, but also keep it real and help the world or hockey world. And I think this is the best way, right? Yeah. 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 I don't disagree at all. I think it's a great way. Okay. Well, so we'll see what happens till December. I think it's like 18th and we'll see how much money um, we can raise, but it's on the website, aleshockeytales.com. And um, there's a spot on there to uh, buy tickets and, uh, yeah, the winner will get the jersey. And if you want me to sign it, I will. If you want me to personally sign it, I will. I don't really care. And then I'll send it to you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. Okay. So moving on. I was just running a hockey practice in Concordia. So this question for the pod is a little closer to home than usual. Growing up and playing minor hockey in Concordia. <laughs> Because I was just running the tight practice with episode, I think, 35, Derek Burroughs. We were just running my daughter's <laughs> practice. So, yeah. <laughs> Guess you know about Derek too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Legend. Ran tight for 33 years now, folks, in Concordia. Yeah. Yeah, I, was a, I lived in Chesley for when I was playing tight. So, my dad is a coach. But, um, you know, I... I was a novice and I knew about Derek and that kind of, you know, I always wonder what would have happened had I, you know, made it on that ship instead of playing on a team with six kids on it in Chesley, Ontario. But I don't know. I was pretty lucky to have my dad as a coach. That was the only time he was my coach. So I, I think it was still win tight, just tight, just tight. Yeah. So I don't know, probably it had to be a couple couple years, I guess. So five to, I moved to Concordia when I was seven a novice all the way through peewee i was in concordon so but yeah he obviously coached my my little brother and um yeah he is uh i think you know if you could pick a couple people that you know represent minor hockey in concordon he'd probably be one of those top guys like he's given pretty much everything to to minor hockey and he's he uh, could very he's well person, be a hockey so. canada champion as well right yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah absolutely yeah um yeah so um you pl- played basically just concurred in minor hockey when you went triple a in what what year in bam yeah so <clears throat> um novice through Wee, and then obviously had the another legend in brian royal uh, as my Wee coach and and old sweet lubatino <laughs> on the on the back end as the d coach with the towel over his shoulder and all that good stuff i know he taught uh taught a bunch of us a lot of words that you can't say nowadays. So big shout out to Lou for, for giving us those <laughs> a lot of words that, yeah, yeah. You can't really use them anymore anyways. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm sure how much damage could a bunch of 11 year olds do and when you're hearing that stuff, but um, yeah, had, had those, those two, and obviously Curtis Chaput and, and Dane Dunlop, uh, you know, those were really my concurrent years were, were, those yeah, are your coaches. Some of my, my best years. Yeah, those are my Dane coaches. lives down the road so, and I work with Curtis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're uh like that. I I I kid you not, that year is like my second year of Pee Wee. I I 
remember and it's like one of my favorite years of hockey ever just i mean we we won international silver stick and we won omha so uh pretty pretty cool year and just like the last year in king garden i don't know you can obviously stop playing with all your all your close buddies when you move to triple a so it was a little bit a little bit different after that but um yeah we made made the jump to uh triple a and bantam uh skinny and i ethan skinner and so you guys are the, the same age and, yeah yeah so we played novice through minor midget together and uh we're in the same classroom at st anthony's and <laughs> tried to take most of the same classes at kdss when we were when we were there together so and folks this is the know, guy in the netherlands and with the herentals right they're yeah, they're yeah. pod favorite yep that's where evan mosey played in the netherlands that's where skinny is now right he's yeah. gonna have to pod from the herentals team yeah i know he he would they want to be on he actually put me on this podcast i listened to a bunch of the episodes when i when i'm driving around <clears throat> i listened to a bunch of them when i drove uh when I was driving up this summer, I can't remember which what episodes they were. Oh but yeah, he put, he put me on the pod. So when when he found out that I was coming on, he was pretty excited. So you'll have to, you'll definitely have to get him on. He's got a ton of stories. He can tell stories of the best of them. So oh yeah, and he's a great yeah, pickleball yeah. player too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, we we um yeah we started playing triple a and bantam i guess I don't know. so you guys would have won all ontario with concord and then every year until you leave for triple a if both of you are the same age well yeah we i mean we that was the only year we actually won um we'd always lose the list while they had the the nickel twins over there and oh. always uh a couple couple other guys that i don't know they just they would just beat us every year they were kind of our kryptonite and then finally I know them second too. Jeez, baby, I do know the yeah. young bucks. Yeah, second year Pee-wee, we finally kind of got by them and into the out of the WOAA or whatever it's called now, um, into kind of the other other teams, and then beat Strathroy and Wasag Wasaga Beach in the finals. So, was, yeah, it's good. good so you never had that. a big spotlight on you playing in the little towns until I guess Bantam. Then, eh? Nobody really would have known much about you or what. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we, like I would play uh, spring triple A like we do three or four tournaments with Maitland Ice Sharks or played a bit with the uh, Hockey Highlights Thunder and <clears throat> a couple other tournaments here and there with some other teams from Toronto and stuff like that. But yeah, I didn't, didn't really make the jump to triple A until Bantam and a lot of people are, I don't know, they're pretty shocked when they hear that and it's like, well, you didn't play triple A like since novice and nobody really understands that <clears throat> driving your eight-year-old kid to practice in Markdale in the middle of December um, on a Tuesday night doesn't make any sense when, you know, I think King Card minor hockey is, you know, I'm, I might be biased, but I think it's a, it's obviously run pretty well. And, and I was lucky to have, you know, parent coaches and also non-parent coaches who were involved in the organization that, you know, put some really good teams down on paper and obviously learned a lot and, fell in love with hockey and concord and so it just made sense for us to wait until bantam and once it got to that point where we needed more of a challenge then we kind of you know we did it together and that's i don't know that was kind of our thing like skinny and i we just <laughs> made that transition together and our parents would split the driving and you know he's got a younger brother i i got an older sister and younger brother too so it's it was a lot for our parents and they were you know well, huge I, sacrifices I, I for us to play coming, triple a right? hockey but yeah 
So like it's, I it's... see it coming for my little bugger and I'm like, how does this work? Like when some of the practices are at whatever time, wherever they are. And you're like, Holy moly, that's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, like in minor midget, we were practicing in Markdale on let's call it Wednesday nights and we get home from, you know, high school and have something to eat. And then we, you know, either Derek or Vicky would be picking me up at the end of the driveway or my dad or mom would be heading over to skinnies to pick him up. And then we'd be down to Markdale for a seven thirty, eight o'clock practice and there for an hour and a half and then driving home, you know, for, we get home at 11 or 12 o'clock at night and then get up for school at seven in the morning and do it all over again. It was, you know, it's just, it was a lot. I mean, that's what you get for living in a small town. You, that, you that drive, is like, but... It's kind of like concurred and so nice. This is like the price you got to pay, right? Like, yeah, because, it's I mean, it's exactly um, like my kid yeah. made the triple A team here after a couple tryouts this year. And like the, the two tryouts we took them to one of the practices started, I think it was, it was like five or five thirty, and you're like, "Well, this is an hour and a half away, and like I'm supposed to be working. It's Tuesday or Wednesday, so I have to tell like work I gotta leave, right?" And it's like, "Well, this can't go on all year." So I guess that's why you wait till Bantam, right? Because then the practices are later, and you're just driving in the middle till later at night. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I just we just I think we just waited so that it wasn't we weren't doing it for five years; we were doing it for three instead, but. No I mean, I don't know, like, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there's like, no way I could do it for five years, man. After, you know, but like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like. But, like, concurrent's good, for... man. Like, right, right now, like, the, uh, you know, you play, you play two age groups, and you get one year where it's harder against the older kids, and then the next year you get to be one of the guys, right? Yeah, it's, exa- it's exactly, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I love good playing concurrent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just like we always had a little team and a lot of guys that – you know, probably could have played triple A or Huey, but. So were you always a defenseman? Yeah. When I moved to Kinkart and my dad told me if I wanted to play rep, then I should probably try out for D. So that's that's when it happened. That's when it happened. They like, I used to play center forward or whatever when I was in Tyke, but I think it's just because I could skate and the other kids probably weren't that great because they're from Chesley, but you know it was... <laughs> i remember skating with you punks that day and i and i had never seen you play before and i when i first saw you skate around i'm like oh you must be a forward and then i <laughs> yeah. i guess that was like the newer school of where defensemen could actually skate really fast <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean uh, i yeah was a defenseman all up. i played like a bit of forward and um some spring hockey tournaments just kind of for kicks i guess and um Actually, in high school hockey, when I played, when we won OSA, um, I, I was playing forward by the end of the tournament. Alki put me back there, and I think I was – I don't know. He said I was turning the puck over too much or something like that, so they put me on forward, like, as if that'll help, but it's one of those things, like <laughs> uh, – um, No, I – yeah, because, um, like, when I was growing up, like, the big guys went on defense, right? The little guys went on forward. That's just kind of the way it was, and uh, – like there's like the new school of like the offensive D man that could really move and like, wasn't that big. And uh, then I saw you play in the OHL game and I was like, Oh, this guy's a player. And then um, anyways, moving on, you just go then for one year, triple a, and you get drafted 12th overall to the OHL. So you must've had a good year that year. 
Yeah, well, I, I played two years in Bantam with the Highlander. And oh, minor midget was draft year. So three years AAA. But yeah, no, I had a good year. We had a we had a good team. Like we definitely should have had more guys drafted, but that's kind of what happens when I don't know, maybe you don't get as much much exposure when you're playing your home games in Chesley. And I don't think many OHL scouts are making that drive. So um, you know, it was what it was. And I think uh, you know, there's a there's a few guys that have, you know, played a lot of junior and and a couple guys that'll go on to play pro and, and stuff like that from our old Gray Bruce team. But yeah, we had a, we had a good little team and um, it was lucky, lucky to um, kind of be put in the right position. And I don't really know where I was going to get drafted. And <clears throat> my agent kind of told me it would be anywhere from 15 to 30. And um, I don't know when, when 12 came and it was Guelph. Like I didn't, I didn't talk to them overly too much. Like when, you're a minor midget player. Most teams will kind of bring you in, give you a tour of the dressing room and bring you out to a game and, and whatnot. And um, Guelph was like probably one of the, you know, maybe four or five teams that I didn't get up to go see or talk too much. And then all of a sudden they were calling and asking if I report and it was like <laughs> a nice little surprise. And yeah, my, I remember my mom just started crying right away and it was like, uh, well, that's kind of stuck. But, so I guess it was always OHL. I yeah. never thought of NCAA. Cabinet yeah. maker, Canadian Pale Ale. Yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I know it kind of a more of a pre-draft discussion with my agent, just kind of where where I would get picked. And throughout the year, it was kind of like, well, you're, you're going twelfth overall. You're going OHL. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it was it was kind of like if I got picked in the first two rounds, then you know there's a you know pretty high chance that you're going to sign with the team and play. I mean, as a first rounder, it's like you wouldn't draft a kid in the first round if you're not going to sign him and have him there as a 16 year old. So yeah, we no, talked was, a bit about I was the last I, pick of the draft. I slip. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a bit if, you know, I, I slipped to later then maybe we'd think about school, but obviously never, never really had to, to think too much on that. But you got a pretty good school package then. Yeah. Yeah, does I it got not nice get based one. on what round you go? Yeah, it does. Yeah, so the first round standard is uh, like kind of your full ride, and then all your book basically pay for everything, your room and board, and they get you a nice little meal plan too if you want one. So it's uh, we do all right here. That's for sure. It's it's nice. But does it? I mean, so rather... is it not? I just curious here, but is it not when you leave the OHL? And you got that, right? You got your little full ride. But if you sign a pro deal, that's gone. You sign a an entry-level track, like NHL, <clears throat> then it's gone. But you can sign an American League contract and play for 16 months until you can, like, renege and, and come say, back I will for your school, school package. Yeah, yeah. So they give you, like, kind of – it's like a year and a half. So you can play a full year pro and then play half a year. And then you're like, uh, you know, I don't uh, yeah. think this is going to do But then if you get it, offered the entry school, level but... deal, how do you say no, right? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, and then, and then you, yeah, then you go know. those three years. Oh, that's a tough situation for guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I <clears throat> I played with a lot of guys who uh, they were, you know, going to get entry level deals and they took some courses and stuff like that at U of G. So they did enough to kind of get them started and hopefully they'll never have to fall back and 
finish their degree, make enough money playing in the NHL that they can kind of you oh know, yeah find yeah. find jobs if they want to work or work for teams or whatever. But <clears throat> it's kind of one of those things that I'm. I mean, they set you up pretty well. Like you're either making it pro and playing pro and making money doing that or signing an NHL deal or you're going to school and yeah they, I did I just didn't really know the real rules, you, so. right I didn't know the real rules I knew that if you signed deals you could lose the school and that would really suck for guys um just because you know there is a lot of life after hockey as guys my age that usually are the guys in the shed come on and we re- we have realized <laughs> You know, um, but anyways, to your storm days, um, I use, it's weird for me cause I used to grow up watching the storm, but it wasn't at that new arena. It was at the one old downtown, the Memorial. Mm. Um, but what was like your storm days, you guys won the whole thing your first year when you're just a young yeah. punk. And then it looks like you're yeah. rebuilding your whole career. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was tough. Um, I can't, yeah, obviously his first round pick, which was awesome. And then I came into a team that was loading up for loading up for the big run. And, um, I kind of got put on the back burner. I played, I think I played 42 games that year and not in the playoffs. So <laughs> I was, cause they have their like big trade the, deadline deal and yeah, bring in one of the older one, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think we traded like seven second round picks for Kirby Reichel and Nick Ebert. So yeah, our, our decor was uh, some some pretty elite level guys. Like we had Matt Finn, who was signed signed with the Leafs at the time. Second round pick was our captain, and then Zach Leslie drafted to LA, signed Ben Harper, drafted to Ottawa, plays in Nashville now. He was signed at the time. Nick Ebert was drafted to LA signed like and then there was like phil baltisberger who was our swiss import um he had played world junior since he was 16 so he he was going he played his in his third consecutive and you're, a, that, you're that year. a kid that was just on the gray bruce highlanders and you're 16 yeah that's and... exactly it and i'm just trying to figure it all out yeah no we living in a new had, town uh, moving away from home yeah yeah it was a, it was a tough year just not playing and also like you said like trying to figure it all out but um yeah guys stayed healthy all year too so it just like that opportunity never came in playoffs like i don't know how many teams have gone through a you know a playoff run and not had guys get injured at all but we were obviously lucky and maybe that's kind of you know what it took for us to win that year was just guys stayed healthy and so you won the um, OHL and we won the OHL. We went we went to the Memorial Cup final and then we lost to Edmonton. They had uh, they had a pretty good team. We beat them in the in the round robins and then we got the bye to the finals and guys were pretty happy about that. And we were in London, Ontario, so can't really blame them. And um, yeah, yeah, we uh, we lost lost in the finals. And I mean, I, you know, for me it was it was cool, but like even looking back like you know my i won the ohl i didn't really play so it's just like i was on a team but it's you know different. it's one of those I things know. Where it's, it's when you're it's really a bit, it's a bit, yeah. bit salty yeah like i'm a bit salty about it just because it was like kind of a shitty year in my life but no and i, of, I it totally was, it was, get it was a lot it, of fun i totally get it um but then so the next few years like you come into your own um you become the captain and uh like 
but it doesn't look like it's a very good team, right? Because they gave up all their picks and they basically sell the farm to uh, try and win it that year, eh? Yeah, yeah, we sold the farm that year and then we had some returning guys that in my second year probably should have moved at the deadline and didn't. Um, and then, it, yeah, it, it, it was tough because the year after that we were we were bad. We were like a three-win team at Christmas and guys were quitting and coach got fired and those are fun years yeah. eh? yeah it was uh it was definitely a treat and it's kind of i don't know you're you're obviously like that's a year removed from my nhl draft year and i'm trying to like figure my stuff out and like is this gonna happen for me or not and then all you're just like on a brutal team it's like why well, oh and God. being on a brutal team <laughs> it's hard to get noticed it's hard for people to see what you can do because like you're not in yeah. the offensive zone and you're playing d and you're like, yeah, man, that sucks. Because if you're yeah. on a good team in the OHL, it could change everything, right? Yeah, 100%. And I think, like, it, it matters a lot to, like, play deep into the playoffs just in terms of, like, who's watching. And, Exposure, I mean, man. You know, and scouts, they, they're yeah, all wondering exactly, why yeah. teams win. Uh, the scouts are coming to see why teams win. Why are these teams yeah. in the finals? That's when they start really watching. or They just yeah, look at exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, if you win, like, I don't know, it definitely helps. It's like, well, he's on a winning team. Like, let's give this guy a chance. Like, he's obviously doing something, right? And I think, I mean, it's it's true. Like, you look at teams that are winning, it's because they're, you know, stacked through their lineup. And a lot of times that's exactly what the OHL is. It's, you know, five or six D that can all play and three lines of forwards that can all score. And it's just like, it's a melee out there and – you know it's yeah. like why why wouldn't you want these guys on your team kind of thing so, no it is hard yeah, like, like to make a name for yourself but then you're the guy in Guelph that moving forward like you're the captain of an OHL team that must have been a pretty big honor to be named the captain of an OHL team eh yeah yeah it was pretty cool I mean the guys that were captain before me like Matt Finn was a second rounder to the Leafs and Jason Dickinson too like first round pick to Dallas and is playing for the Canucks now. It's like I don't know. I do think of like being in that company. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I obviously, you know, it's hard being the captain of a team that isn't all that great. And yeah, I'm lucky fun. in my away year that that we started turning the corner. We were still really young, but you could tell we were gearing for things. And sure enough, the year after my away year, they won the OHL again. So it's just like Stop I came it. in at the wrong time and I left at at the wrong time too. So. <laughs> Yeah, a little, you know, a little extra salt on the way out the door on that fresh wound that is, you know, still existing. But sorry for bringing, sorry for bringing actually, that up, eh? Am I bad? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, that's 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 my hockey story. So it was kind of cool that uh, the year that year um, was obviously my first year out here at Acadia and the Memorial Cup was in Halifax. So I got down to see all the guys. And, um, yeah, yeah, that sucked too. Like I was really happy for them watching them play, but I wish I could have been out there and. They obviously sold the farm too that year and brought in Nick Suzuki, Sean Dersey, and Mackenzie Enwistle and all these guys that are. And then they're know, probably NHLers brutal again, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's the well, cycle of the OHL, except London's year. good every year. <laughs> yeah. Somehow London with their 10 American guys and whatever. It's, you know, <laughs> they, they, they do all right. It's, it's unbelievable. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, you did make under 17 for Ontario your rookie year there when you weren't playing as much, but making like the, uh, 
that OHL all-star where you're playing the Russians and you're with the best players. Like that's a pretty big honor, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool. Like uh, I remember kind of finding out, especially that first year, it was like, <clears throat> I, I didn't really expect it just because it was like that 96 year for. Um, yeah, it was like, like I said, that first one was in Owen Sound. So it was just like, Oh, this is, uh, I don't know. It's about as good as it gets in terms of like an opportunity, just like hopefully play a pretty good game and, you know, try and beat up on the Russians a little bit and, get to play with uh, a lot of unreal unreal players too so yeah and there there was definitely exposure there that night when i was looking around the crowd because i knew a bunch of guys and like there's a bunch of old nhl guys that i knew from growing up it was funny watching the i watched it with your parents there dito and like see it how many scouts are in the stands for that stuff and i was like wow yeah. this is this is wild but uh yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool that a kid from Concordia like is playing and all that stuff, man. When you look around here and like, there's only so many kids around, and it's a small town. Like, what you're doing, like it, uh, it gives my kid and other kids around here like someone to look up to, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Obviously, I love you know, I love the small town feel, and like, it's I think it's cool being that small town kid too. Like, uh, you know like you said it gives uh gives other kids hope and you know you just uh i'm i'm pumped for the next kid that you know makes the ohl or whatever does something really good in hockey like it's super exciting and i think there's a ton of young hockey talent in concord and like i get to go out and you know run hockey schools in the summer and hang out with some of the kids watch them play and watch them skate I don't know. I, I think hawk, like hockey and concurrent is really good. I just hope that, you know, some kid really makes it out of there and, and you know, gets playing the NHL. Um, I really – all, all of our dreams. I really uh, – I think you could still have a very successful pro career there, big guy. I don't think uh, – I've turned the page on you yet, so um, we're not there yet, though. Um, but uh, speaking of cool things happening in the hockey world out of concurrent, is uh, you may not know this because you, you haven't, probably haven't listened in a while, but in Cardiff, uh, the goalie, if he wins, they throw Twix on the ice at him because of my shed here in Concordia. Okay. <clears throat> now tonight, this just happened right before we got on. In between me running, practicing Concordia, and then hitting the shed, I just found out from the last recent, the most recent podcast, now Evan Mosey is now getting cheeseburgers in Sheffield, England. So uh, we're now getting Twix and cheeseburgers uh, to players uh, from the shed here at Concord. So, And my uh, most listened to episode just went over 1,000 listens. So that was pretty cool. You know, pretty cool yeah. out of my shed in Concord. I'm pretty excited. I got a little Cardiff connection too. Actually, uh, my old head coach, Jared Scaldi, is the head coach there right now. He was your coach? Yeah, he coached me two years in junior. In junior my, for the storm when yeah, you guys sucked for the storm. Yeah, when we sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I uh, Jared's one of my favorite coaches of all time. Actually, he uh, he was uh, unreal, just uh, he, unreal human being. I thought like just easy to talk to, and um, I don't know. He just kind of when he spoke, he listened, but. He, uh, he was one of my favorite coaches. We went over to his place, uh, what in my fourth year, he had us over there for, uh, American Thanksgiving dinner and his whole family was there and they waited for the guy, 
one of my American buddies, Kyle Rhodes from Virginia there. And then uh, Austin Hall, one, another one of my good friends. And then one of the Russians, <laughs> Dmitry Samarukov. He had no idea what Thanksgiving was, but he just liked the turkey. But yeah, no, Skulls was, uh, he was an unreal guy. I love playing for him. Sure, I'm sure the guys in Cardiff now love him too because he was a uh, he was a beauty for sure. I haven't uh, I haven't reached out to him yet. Um, when this was first starting and there was a lot of Cardiff going on, we talked about it. But now, now I kind of think it's fun that I'm having his players on without talking to him to see if he likes it or not. And you know, <laughs> maybe maybe someday I'll have. That's him a, on. You'll have to get him on. He he actually he's another guy that can tell stories with the best of them. I'm sure you could. I actually, he, our, my connection would... with him would be um, kind of, I guess, this is how small the hockey web is here, right? So you won the OHL Humanitarian Award, which is the Dan Snyder Trophy, which his old man was my GM for the Elmira Sugar Kings, um, right. who played for the Owen Sound Tack. But then I heard Scaldi then was in Elmira for Dan's, like, funeral and the whole, all that. Um and like maybe the concerts with like the tragically hip or, or whatever that went on in Elmira after that. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting. That's a small spider web of hockey people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The hockey world is so, so small. I don't know. You get to know one person and all of a sudden, you know, everyone, it feels like. Yeah. You have one guy in your shed and the next thing, you know, Twix <laughs> and cheeseburgers are flying everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, now we're raffling off jerseys in the shed, folks. <laughs> um, okay, not to catch you off guard, but we've asked this question on a lot of the recent podcasts. What would your stripper song be? Oh, geez, you're gonna catch me off guard. Sorry, we haven't had any anything any serious talk yet. Is that so, a new question? I didn't hear that. I know it is new. Part. Actually, it came up because Jeff McMillan played for the Durham Thundercats and. The Ripley Wolves used to go to this place. I forget what it's called. It's in Hanover. But anyways, um, just, you know, give yourself five minutes. Let it fester in the back of your head. If you were coming out on stage, okay, just think about it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, why weren't you traded to a contender your last year with the Storm? Why weren't they – why didn't they trade you to a contender so you could – they could get a few more picks for that next year to beef up? Uh, yeah, I, I, I always kind of wonder what, what would happen in my last year if that had happened. And, um, I had a conversation. We, that year we had a new head coach GM, George Burnett, and we, uh, we went out for dinner early in the year and he kind of asked me, um, like, you know, if, if I, if I yeah. wanted to finish, yeah, wanted to finish things out in Guelph or. If, uh, you know, if I wanted to get traded and kind of finish with the contender and I don't know, I just, uh, anytime that you play five years of junior in, in one spot, I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And, um, I obviously had a lot going on with, with my charity and, um, kind of was getting my feet underneath me with that and felt like, I wanted to stay and it's a decision that I don't know. I, yeah. I, and the I thing don't is, really is regret it at all, to be honest. You, you don't kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I always wonder like, what if, you know, I had gotten traded somewhere and um, 
my fourth year, there was a, an offer for me uh, to go to Owen Sound. And I kind of knew that I was going to be an overager and I just felt like I would rather be in Guelph than back in Owen Sound for another year. And um, it was, yeah, I mean, it just, I just felt like I wanted to finish things out in, in Guelph and that was kind of all it was. And honestly at the deadline, like I didn't really hear much from my GM. So I'm not sure if, if I mean, really nothing happened. came, nothing came across this table that that was enticing. I was just curious right? to me, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like you, you see it a lot, like a lot of overagers will get, get traded in their, in their last year and have a chance to kind of go at it. And um, I definitely wish I had the chance to make a long playoff run, but um, you know, it was one of those things where I just was happy to sort of finish things off and go and actually kind of, you know, worked out in the end where, my season ended in Guelph and I signed an ATO in the battle and got to play a few American league games uh, at the end of the year. So a little, little taste of pro in exchange for maybe a, you know, a long playoff run. So it was one of those things where I'm happy with the decision I made. I, I obviously wonder because you always wonder where it's just like, yeah, there's so much of that shit. Like, you can always wonder. <laughs> That's why you have podcasts when you're done all this shit and talk about it. Thresher belt to whip here. <laughs> Um, but that's seriously what this is all about is like all these guys, you make these decisions that literally they do when you're in the hockey world, they affect the, your life and where it all goes and what you do next. And like when you're done at Acadia and you choose what to do next and what contract to sign, it will change your path. Right. Like where you go. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I try not to let like stuff like that, like that bug me, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just like the decisions you make, you feel like they're right in the, in that situation. And sometimes maybe they aren't. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand. Um, Yeah. yeah, No, I, yeah. I'll tell you later. I had a bad one recently and yep. Anyways, here we go. Next question. Um, been back to concord much lately i was back this summer um yeah that's when I you guess. were not coming to the pickleball matches eh okay yeah that's when that's when i was oh yeah, i just skipped over a whole bunch pickleball. that's not the question yet so when you finally do end it with guelph you do yeah. sign a uh a tryout there in laval so then what do you get there? Like, do they give you a real shot? Is it a team that's given you some ice time to see what you can do? <clears throat> Honestly, it was kind of a, like, it was, it was cool. Um, I got to play four games and I was there for three and a half weeks, but um, kind of walked into honestly a, a bit of a dumpster fire. They were on a 16 game losing streak, um, and they had about eight or nine guys in ATOs and probably four or five on PTOs and, um, there was about 40 guys showing up to the rink every day. So it was, uh, I mean, in, in terms of, uh, your taste, first taste of pro, like that's when I was like, okay, yeah, this is, uh, this is the business. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're bringing in anyone. And, um, there was, there was no guys under contract for the next year. So, um, guys were scratching and clawing and, and, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, interesting for sure. I, I didn't really love my three and a half weeks in a hotel room, but it was what it was to kind of, you know, go and, and 
playing the American League and and whatnot, and and that I was a pretty cool experience. It. But I hated it. I hated yeah, all of it. Yeah, but... it was. Yeah, it wasn't like I don't know. I I dreamt of pro like being really cool, and then it was like you're kind yeah, of in the situation. Yeah, it's like not really yeah. the best at all, and it was just like I don't know. Put a bit tough taste in your mouth, I guess, because you just you kind of picture the experience as being really cool and then you kind of get to a place where it's like there's yeah there's guys that are here that you know you don't even know their names or anything like that and you just feel like a, a bit of a cog for sure <laughs> like when there's it's you know not 30 other guys team. just like you showing up to the rink and it's yeah it's like it was just kind of a throw together of who else can we get here on an ato and i don't know the that's day a really weird in, first like three taste. or four guys home and yeah yeah it was it was uh it was it was interesting for sure and i mean i i i you know there's parts that i really liked about it and i got to play a, a game in toronto against the marlies and my parents got to come down and, and see it and that was really cool and um you know i got a point which was also cool so you know he play four games and get a point as a as a demon i don't know i didn't really expect to get anything or anything like that but i don't know then there's a game against springfield that i think i was minus four on like probably 10 minutes of ice time and that was, uh, yeah, not, not so pretty. So <laughs> it's wow. one of those things where it's like, you know, you get a taste a bit of both sides. Like, oh, I think, but like then Toronto, but it's, it's weird when, once you get into pro hockey and like, it's like that in every game, you think of every game, like what happened in 10 minutes. And then by like, once you're a few seasons in, you're like, yeah, it's hard to even remember like what was going on. Cause you played so many games and then by, this is playing half the seasons and or half the games in Europe. Like I can't imagine the guys that play in the NHL. There's no way they remember all the games. There's yeah. no way they remember everything that happens because there's so many, once you, they get into it and you get going like, and the thing is, so like you have that taste in your mouth, right? And I've seen you play. I think you could like, you're really good, man. Like you could still do her. But like, do you want to go back to that or you want to go to Europe? Because I, I got some contacts if you want some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm a Swiss skating defenseman. So I like right. I, I Runs here, a power play. So you're, up top, ice, so you're up top on the power yeah. play, right? Yeah. It's yeah, it's one of those things that I've I've you know I've thought about a lot for sure. And I'd like to give it another shot in North America just because I feel like, you know, you do like want I've, to? I've, yeah feel like i've you know i've got it and i don't know I, i'm i'm only 24 so i want to keep playing for a long time yeah. so if it, if it means you know being in north america for a couple of years and giving it an honest shot just so i know that i was you know, curious of what you're gonna say because i want you to take an honest shot because i i was when you were deciding after i saw you playing that game in hamilton um, what you were going to do, um, you know, when I was making my heroic comeback to try and play for the Ripley Wolves, um, was, uh, like what you're going to do if you're going to play pro or go to school and, uh, you chose school. I was always curious if, uh, when you leave there, if you're going to give her the full go, because I, I think you might just have it there, sir. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think like the school route, um, especially out East, like just the way the league shape up, it's still super competitive. And I think it's really good hockey and more and more guys are signing 
one-way American League deals. And, you know, even in the last couple of years, there's been a few entry-level deals for guys coming out of out of the AUS or out of U Sports in general. So um, with my school package, it kind of made sense for me to get my degree. And my parents are big on getting educated and being more than you know, just people. a hockey player. And uh, yeah, they're smart people. So, I mean, I, and you know, when I was playing in Guelph, I took some courses at U of G and had a year done already. So it worked out that, you know, for me, it was really only a three year sacrifice. If, if, you know, if COVID never happened, then obviously I'd be playing hopefully pro right now. Right. And, and I wouldn't be back at school for another year. And that's just how things go. But, um, kind of put myself in a position where I could go to school for three years and get a degree and then take a shot and only be 24 and still pretty young. And, and, you know, well, in all I honesty, think it'd be, like, I that, think, I really think like when I saw you as a player and I saw the way you played, like you are like what hockey is now, <laughs> like you were playing that way. Like, and uh, like when I was growing up, you'd put like, you know, the big, slow guys on defense <laughs> right like that's what they do and like and then like there's guys like you now that can wheel around and like see the ice and make good passes and then like you know it when you're a forward that's scores you realize as you get older the difference like between players and who you play with is like when a d-man can put it on your tape in stride changes your whole shift if the guy yeah. rims it to you and you got to fumble around, fuck with it on the boards <laughs> and then try and find the centerman. And then you're getting in shit because you didn't get it out because the D man came and killed you because the guy rimmed it to you. When the guy would have just passed it to you on the tape and you could have just passed it to the next guy way easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an easy game. And you can move your feet for sure. Uh, it was a different game back yeah. when I played. It was more rim it and like <laughs> try and run the guy and yeah, whole different thing. But like, I would love to play with guys like you and I can't wait to see what happens. But what was it like to make Team Canada in the Universiad? What's that about? Who would be a play? <clears throat> what are their countries? Yeah, that was uh, honestly, it was, that's a crazy, honestly, a crazy hockey story. Like uh, it's usually, it's, it's kind of like the, university like mini olympics and a lot of uh a lot of winter sport athletes go to the universe university i think it's called we call Sorry. it Fizu. so I said university like, that's what i thought university it just, it's spelled i just went like with that, it but I, I just went with it i never like i you could go with whatever to be honest like i it doesn't offend me at all we just kind of call it Fizu. so but uh yeah that was in my Fizu? first year Fizu, yeah I don't know why it's called Fizu, but it's like Fizu and then the event is called the Universia, whatever. Okay, um, go for it. <clears throat> Who do you play? Um, but yeah, no, we uh, we played Team Great Britain, actually. It, from, um, really? Like from the yeah, universities? Yeah. yeah, the universities. I don't know where those kids were from, but we talked them in like the athlete village and they were happy to be playing us i think we beat them like probably 16 top um yeah it wasn't 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 pretty but well the pro uh, guys are good um yeah but if you're getting into the university but, teams yeah, you're i don't i'm not sure what I don't know where they got these kids, looked but. like but it couldn't <laughs> have been very good <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know where they got them from, but um, yeah. yeah, we played them. We played uh, we played Sweden, played the States, we played the Russians, uh, Kazakhstan, and Lap Latvia. I want to say. Okay. So yeah, so it was like uh, yeah, you didn't win. No, we lost to Russia in the semifinals, and then we beat Kazakhstan for the bronze. So yeah, I don't know. It's like the it's like the university athlete Olympics. Do they do like, drug testing like, in we, the university in that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah, they do everything. Like the Russians were there. I don't know if they did any drug testing because we were we were in Krasnoyarsk, which is uh in Siberia. It's like the capital, biggest city in Siberia. So we flew from Toronto to Warsaw and then Warsaw to Moscow and then from Moscow to Krasnoyarsk was the city that we we're going to. It was another six and a half hour flight. So we were way out there. And then, <laughs> so, yeah, we were, it was, it was, it was honestly unbelievable. And yeah, Putin was there. He, uh, he spoke at like the opening ceremonies for the games. And it was, it was, it was How insane. How many people they are built, watching this? <clears throat> they built a, a brand new arena for the games. And like obviously, there's other sports like there's skiing and snowboarding and speed skating and figure skating and I don't know whatever other like Olympic. Does this happen every four years? Every two years. So we we were yeah they built a brand new arena, sat like five people and every single one of our games was sold out and these Siberian people like treated us like gods, and like. I don't know. Like we're just a bunch of like university stu- university students that like we couldn't really make it pro, and we ended yeah. up at school, and now we're you know playing in this tournament. <laughs> like so, how- they like they saw the Hockey Canada on our jerseys, and it was like you know these are the You're guys in. who've been you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly it. So it was pretty crazy experience. I had a lot of fun, and that is a crazy part of the world. I. I'm, you know, lucky to have gone there. I'll never go back again, but it's uh, it's pretty hard to describe what life is like in, in the middle of Siberia. It's pretty rough. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I never made it out to Russia in my career. Um, never did. Um, I've heard guys that absolutely love it, though, love their experience, and they, you know what? They have a lot more things than I have nowadays too. Yeah. Um, but like they live, they live that life. I mean, in Germany, it was just really fun. And it was like normal. And like, it's like every, it's, it's different. It's definitely different, but like, I don't think it's as different as Russia. <laughs> Not even close. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was, uh, there was, uh, the buildings were pretty much gray and yeah, the people like, didn't really have many teeth and yeah it was uh i've been to i guess you could say like in germany it was like where the other side of the wall was so like the east german side like weissfasser and whatnot and um like the buildings all looked the same it was compared to like bavaria and everybody's where like i was living and then you'd go there for a road game and you'd see like the buildings were just all the same and you're like, wow. Like, and then you're like, you start figuring shit out, right? It's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like the buildings, yeah, was, man. Yeah. 
it's, couldn't imagine it's, it, yeah it's strange like the i mean the buildings all look the same in siberia and they were equally as like rough like tin roofs and it's minus 40 and it's like if there's people living in there yeah it's uh it'd be pretty rough so um, definitely uh, i know a lot a lot of us were thinking we're pretty lucky to live in canada that's for sure so basically then uh <laughs> You guys have this year. So what what were the other years like? Were you good in the other years? Did you almost win anything? Or how did you guys get the Nationals? Yeah, we, I mean, we have a pretty good program. Like we're usually uh, like a top 10 school in the nation. Like this year, we're just off to a bit of a rough start. But um, my second year, uh, my second year we were supposed to host. So when I originally got recruited to Acadia, it was kind of like that was a big piece of why I decided to go here um, was because we were going to get the host nationals. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And like it's in Halifax at the Scotiabank Center, which is like where the Mooseheads play. So it's like, a, I don't know, they see like 9,000. It's a pretty big barn and um, just thought it would, you know, be cool. And um, obviously, I, you know, there's a lot of other things that brought me out here, but um we were supposed to host my second year and then because of COVID it got canceled while we were at the tournament. So like the first two games of the tournament got played. And then that night we were supposed to play the next day. That night was like the night that it all got shut. The world, down. the world shut down. Um, and then, yeah, we, we obviously didn't play last year. And then when word came out that like they were kind of launching a return to play for youth sports, um, yeah, they, they decided to give us nationals again, which was pretty cool. So that's kind of, you know, what brought me back here was. You um, got the chance to do that. Yeah. Got the chance to do that again. And this time I'm in fourth year in the captain. And so it kind of just felt like, felt like I needed to stay back for another year. And so are you still doing out. things with the, uh, with the charity out there? Yeah. Yeah. We run, uh, we run a, an event every year, actually. Um, just at a local brewery here and um, usually it's just kind of a concert and just bring out all the boys and a bunch of my friends from school and try to raise as much money as we can and there's a couple uh couple Jeez, that sounds pretty here, easy like, that sounds yeah, a lot yeah, easier than easy. doing 92 episodes in a year wool and chop brown ale <laughs> <laughs> right um yeah it's 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 pretty easy i'm uh, pretty lucky to we have a little golf tournament every year for the Axemen and um, got to play in a group with Matt Hasem. He's the owner of one of the breweries down here, the Church Brewing Co. in, in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. And it's, uh, I don't know, if you're if you're ever, you ever catch yourself in, in Nova Scotia or in Wolfville, um, it's probably like the, one of the first spots that I would, I would go to, especially in the summer. They got the best patio ever. So it's, uh, it's a good spot and, and obviously, um, lucky to have Matt. So he lets us come out there every now and then and throw, throw a little concert, mini, mini kind of party and have a bunch of my friends out there and a bunch of the boys. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good little spot. They treat us really well. So we're, uh, we're really lucky to have them. And then, yeah, from here and there, there's, there's little things, little, little talks and, and events and stuff like that, that we'll put on, but nothing too crazy. Not like it was when I was in Guelph, but it's, uh, you know, it's a bit different out here just with school and, and busier with stuff. So 
Well, you think um, like if I raise some money, we can still do some good with it? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, we do a a check donation every year to West for Youth and CMHA. So I know West for Youth is they do unreal stuff and they, you know, they're busier than ever, especially with the way things are going with the pandemic and everyone, you know. Well, with what these little... kids have gone through, like, man, yeah, it's, exactly, it's, it's exactly, not just yeah. the kids, it's the adults, it's everybody, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. For me, it's weird because, like, mental health is such a strange thing that, like, you, even when you're going through tough times, a lot of people don't admit it. Or like, it's just tough times. Like people go through tough times and it's like, we'll get through this. And it's like, well, you know, there's, there's so much to it. There's, there's serious, there's light stuff. There's in between and like, um, you know, there's a lot to learn about it. Right. And like, for me, I haven't been this happy living in Concordia until I started doing this podcast, like all my old buddies I missed when I moved here as a hockey player and then didn't really know anybody. Like, I don't, I like, I've met everybody now. I know your parents. I know you, I know your brother. Like, it's weird. I've only lived here five years, but like, I feel like this is home and I have a good job. I work for good people and I get to do this at night. And it's like, like my kids are good. My wife's good. Everybody's good. And it's like, I get to coach a minor hockey team. It's like, life is great, but like, not everybody, not everything's like that. Like, uh, there's been lots of times, right? Like where it's not like that and whatever the case is, hopefully me selling this Jersey that hung in my closet for a while, um, raises some money, maybe helps something, And, uh, you know, and then the other half of it will help me uh, buy the next jersey and then uh, donate to the next charity, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like the the transition, I think, out of hockey is one of those things that um, maybe people don't, yeah, don't understand. And, like, I don't know, it scares me. It's one of those things, like, in the back of my mind, it's, I hope, you know, when when i have to retire from hockey that i can't walk because it's uh you know, i couldn't if i feel like i can still play <laughs> I I want to. I and, yeah yeah that's what i mean like like you know not to wish some you know harm on myself but it's just like one of those things where um i think it's it goes a, a bit a bit yeah yeah and it goes a, a lot you know unnoticed and it's just one of those things where um i think people are realizing that more and more. And I think there's more for guys that are transitioning out of the game. There's more resources and stuff like that for them, but I don't know. Like what are resources resources are, you know, like for it's tough, right? Because like resources are resources, but like when a guy is getting out of the game, you don't really want to admit you're having a tough time because everybody's having a tough time. That's exactly what goes on when it's over that is what you go through and it sucks. And if, you know, my kids, my wife, like, you know, my teammates, everybody helps helped me and that's what it's all about. Right. But it's, uh, it's tough, man. 
Yeah. Until you have a shed, when you're, until you have a shed, that it ain't tough anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, like Sorry, that. guys that are struggling. I didn't mean to say that. I don't know. It's uh, it's a scary thought for sure. Being done hockey, so it's uh, I don't know. Like to stay involved in the game for as long as I can. Just, but I know that well, I think you're on the change. right path with what you're doing. I think uh, I think your pro career is going to blossom just like your uh, your charity has. Um, I think the person you are, the teammate you are. I think um, like. And I've seen you play hockey. Um, no, I'm a big fan. And I like literally like, I hope that people buy tickets for this Jersey so I can donate to your charity. But then I also hope like I get to see you play in the NHL someday, man. Cause like, I, I, I looked it up. I looked at where you're at and like, I saw the guys that you were playing with in that game. Cause I didn't really know any of them still don't. Cause I don't really watch NHL, but um, like, like man you're you're right there like you're right there just because you have the full ride to canadian university doesn't mean you're not right there when you get out of there i'm very much looking forward to seeing you play pro yeah well i appreciate that obviously <clears throat> i believe myself and you know it's one of those things like it's been in the back of my mind and just waiting for the right the right chance the right opportunity and hopefully that's at the end of this year and just kind of give her everything i got <laughs> And if it doesn't work out, I got contacts, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's yeah. a lot of people in, in Europe and, the, like, everywhere that would want a guy like you. Like, look at what you've done. You're 24 years old. You make me feel like I'm fucking 10. <laughs> Sorry. But, like, you, you've accomplished quite a bit, and you're 24 years old. And uh, started a charity like that, and... Uh, like every the time and effort you put into it and then like yeah man um pretty impressive way to go yeah <laughs> so i appreciate appreciate it okay <clears throat> and say hi to your parents and bryce and tell them you know i got the back of the court while he attacks the net and you know yeah pickleball you know he's got the long arms i'll be behind him we're a good team that way you should you should talk to Bryce actually. He might be a he maybe will want to run an ad on the pod. He's got the big real estate gig now, you know. Oh hey, we can That's we can do anything here. Little if, little little mini plug for Bryce. We're yeah, at and, Remax. Uh, yeah, Bryce. Sell uh, house, Bryce and Remax them. here in Concordia, folks. If you're buying or selling <laughs> here in Concordia, Bryce is now uh, a realtor here in Concordia and uh, worked really hard young buck but uh he he's shown leadership just like this young man and um i bet you he can buy and sell your house here in concurrent lickety split give him a call brace mcfadden that's this has been another episode of two ales and hockey tales and don't forget to purchase your raffle tickets at www.aleshockeytales.com thanks some people clap on a one and three some people clap on a two and four some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm and that's all right 
Cause some people they drink too much Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me I hope y'all forgive them I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band I'm like Pete Southbound band 